Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week, our guest is Gordon Isaac. Gordon is the founder of Action Matters Consulting and is the new Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer for Origin Acoustics. Please welcome Gordon Isaac. Hey, Gordon. How you doing? Good. How have you been, Tom? I've been fantastic. How about yourself? Doing great. You know, it's been probably, oh, man, maybe a month or so since you and I spoke. And, and of course, we broke the news here first that that uh, you've gone to Origin. Uh, nice Origin shirt there. Pretty cool. And um, uh, so how are things going there? Things what, are going great. Exciting. It is. It's been very exciting. It's been uh, very rapid. So, um, you know, it's it as that most people know, um, Origin has a, a great team, really well known for level of service. So it's really nice to be working and kind of see the the infrastructure side of it. I think one of the things that's kind of cool um, for people that, that listen to the Spart, uh, Spartpreneur uh, show and, and podcast is, you know, we're talking a lot about um, the importance of like consulting and things like that as it pertains to small businesses. But the reality is as somebody who does, uh, has a consulting business as well and, and has been working with manufacturers and, and uh, small businesses and integrators alike, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize all companies, regardless of size, sometimes have blinders on. And so not to say that that's the case with Origin, but, you know, it's one of those things where coming into a new company, you always see things from a different perspective and it gets the gears going and the questions start to come up. And not only do you rapidly start to learn more, but you also start to stir the interest of the other people that you work with. Like, you're right. I don't know why we do it that way. And and um, so I think it's uh, it's been exciting for me. They call it the honeymoon phase over the first few months of working at a company. And it's definitely been that. Um, everything's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to see the opportunities, not only based on the projection where they're going, but also based on where I can bring value and help out. So that's pretty cool. So you guys are going to be at uh, Infocom next week? Um, you know, we're not going to be at Infocom. We oh. uh, Our offices are in Las Vegas, so we're just down the road from the convention center. So anybody listening, if you are going to be in town for Infocom, we actually are welcoming all of our uh, all of our customers or potential customers to come by our office and uh, check things out. 
Um, our office is always open from nine to five if people want to swing by. And at the same time, uh, on Tuesday, we're actually going to be doing uh, a little taco truck and a bunch of things going on around lunchtime. So if you do want to swing by, uh, we definitely are in the, the residential and pro-consumer type space. Uh, we've got some products that will be shown. And then, of course, we have all the great products from Origin and our, our uh, strategic partners like uh, Bang & Olufsen and, and our Novian and Amina and a lot of the different brands that we work with. Very cool. Well, you, you couldn't ask for a better booth than your than your own showroom, right? <laughs> it is. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't have to deal with all the chaos, but we will be swinging by the show because never know who we'll be partnering up with next. So one of our biggest partners, Crestron, of course, will be there. And so we'll be stopping by to see them. Very cool. Very cool. Well, of course, as you know, uh, the the blog that uh, that I wrote this week was about, uh, you know, did you pick a job or, or did you uh, build a career? And you've had a long, illustrious career uh, in the industry. And I was wondering uh, to ask you, so in, in your journey, uh, was there anything specific uh, that you did to, to plan your journey? Or was there any, was there a lot of planning around that? You know, how did you, how did you build your career? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that, you know, for, for those that are looking to get into an industry or just getting into the workforce, um, or just getting into this industry, um, you know, I think that's important. And at the same time, I also think it's important to realize you can always reinvent yourself too. So uh, whatever trajectory you're on doesn't mean you have to stay on that path. There's been plenty of people that have entered the industry late and, uh, you know, or started from the very beginning. So um, I started really early on in retail uh, on the car audio side and then went from car audio, started to move into the home audio side and throughout along that way, got into management as well uh, at a young age. I think it was around 19 or so. And, um, you know, one of the things that they uh, they say is not all great salespeople are great managers. And so that was one of those things, being young, being a strong, you know, aggressive salesperson on the on the retail floor. Um, when I started to have to, to, to manage people and, and getting into those positions, I realized that I really didn't know what I was doing because I was just a sales guy. And so, um, you know, it, I tried to pick uh, directions throughout my career that allowed me to learn more things about the industry. Because one thing I found as a sales manager and eventually a store manager at the place that, that I was working for, we had full P&L responsibilities. We have multiple departments. You know, at one point I would have a team of 80 to 90 employees and, you know, P&L responsibilities up to 40, 50 million. And so, you know, you, you realize that you are in fact running a business, even if you're running it for someone else. And I think it's important to, to understand that those who come from management within other companies, you know, they're not necessarily entrepreneurs per se, but they definitely have a lot of the risk and responsibility. They just don't have nearly as much as what an actual business owner um, or entrepreneur would have when they're putting it all on the line. So, you know, for me, I had to learn all aspects of my business. I had to understand the, the you know, the, the sales floor side and the installation base side and the warehouse side and the hiring side and all those different parts of the business. And I've kind of taken that same approach throughout my career is trying to be as proficient as I can within our industry and understanding different aspects of the industry, as well as understanding, um, you know, different business skill sets. So, you know, I never made a lateral move. All the moves I made were always uh, for something that was a, either a better opportunity from a learning standpoint, um, or it was a, uh, well, better opportunity from a learning standpoint is really the best way to look at it. So, you know, I've worked for manufacturers, um, I've worked for manufacturers that are more consumer good products like Bose. 
I've worked for the most custom manufacturers like Crestron and Elan and, and those types of companies. I've worked for distributors like Avid, um, and I've worked for, uh, you know, rep firms. So I really under, uh, try to understand all those different components. Um, and then I've also worked for marketing agencies or built marketing agencies specifically to this industry. Um, and so, you know, along the way, it's been about trying to understand all the different parts and components. And at, at one point, I also worked for a very large custom integrator that did both residential and commercial. So, you know, I think that the skills that I have that I've developed over time or my career path, if you will, has been about learning all these different aspects. So when I'm talking to a dealer who does large commercial projects and thinks of Origin Acoustics as just a residential manufacturer, I can speak to them on the commercial front. In fact, uh, last week when I was in our office, I had a meeting with uh, a very um, well-respected and high-end uh, uh, specifier in the commercial space. And we were talking about a lot of different opportunities that we could potentially work together on now that he understood our products. And his thing was, and this was somebody I've worked with in the past, his point was, you know, you understand what we're dealing with. Most residential manufacturers don't. And so, you know, that's just one example of like trying to be well-rounded and, and building these relationships over the years all come back to really be helpful. Um, and I think back to the beginning days of working for, uh, you know, managing a retail store and now building teams and, you know, managing larger uh, books of business and those types of things. I mean, all of that came from years of experience and I'm still learning and I still have challenges I'm working through and we have personality, you know, differences with employees that you have to work through. And so it's an ongoing opportunity. But I think for a lot of people, um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to build a business, then your goal should be to uh, own a business and not let the business own you. And I think that's what a lot of these podcasts are, are really about is, you know, don't forget to keep learning. Don't get buried inside of everything that's going on day to day and be constantly looking at how do I improve? How do I get better? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's really cool to be involved in, uh, you know, 360 degrees of, of the of the industry, so to speak, you know, all, all kind of be very well rounded. And uh, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, even the even the business owner of, of a small business, uh, you were talking a little bit earlier when, when we were chatting about if you're a sales guy like like you and I are uh, and you're you're working in a, in a installation uh uh, company, so to speak, uh, you have to understand the install. You have to understand the, the. You have to understand the accounting. You have to understand management. So, what what was the? Uh, what do you think really got you off? What what uh, what what got you off on the right path in terms of learning management, things like that? What made the biggest impact? Was there any author or book, you know, or, or training that really kind of drove that for you? Yeah. So one of the things that I was fortunate, enough, and I think, um, you know. Most of our industry is not very, quote unquote, corporate. Um, we're a pretty fly by the seat of our pants and Wild West type of industry, which I think is what's fun for most of us. But one of the things that's kind of nice from if you've been in the industry for a while, you know, 80s, 90s, um, or if you come from a corporate world, is that you'll find that a lot of those companies at some point spent time investing in training and education and education for their teams. And I was fortunate enough that the retail company that I worked for um, had put together uh, a Ken Blanchard training program. So for anybody that's heard of the One Minute Manager books, that's from Ken sure. Blanchard. And so the thing about Ken Blanchard, for me being 18, 19 years old, 
really wanting to just sell, but at the same time, I want to make more money. So now when they give you a, a, a title and a key to the kingdom and, you know, more responsibility, that's how you made more money um, beyond what you were doing from sales uh, because we we're making money on sales as well. You, you know, Ken Blanchard really broke down a lot of these things into really simplistic, easy to read, quick to, to consume concepts. And um, one of the things that I learned from that book, and I will tell you, I have very few quotes that I can remember, but the one that I do remember uh, from the Ken Blanchard book going all the way back to the first year or two in this industry is uh, he says, there's nothing more unequal than the equal treatment of unequals, meaning that you really have to adapt your style and who you are to the style and to the situation of the people that you're managing. And while that's a lot easier said than done, is definitely something that it's good to um, it's good to remind yourself of at times, and so just over the years, as as um, there's been times where I've looked for more ideas or try to reset um, or maybe want to improve the performance out of my management teams. Um, I've gone back to Ken Blanchard and actually about eight years ago, I went to a Ken Blanchard summit down in San Diego, brought my management team um, and we went through listening to 30 plus um, just highly successful people. Some of them were athletes. One of them was the president of the Venetian. One was an executive at Facebook. They all just kind of shared different ways of leadership. And uh, that was very impactful. And so, you know, there's a lot of great programs out there. I also went through a program that was um, um, that's really designed to help you better understand your personality, who you are, um, as well as how to uh, essentially consult inside or outside of a company. Uh, it's called the Management Action Program. And that was a really powerful program. It really helps you uh, manage your time better, understand how to control meetings, understanding, you know, uh, project flow uh, from a leadership perspective. And then some of the programs that I've done as well that um, uh, that I think were, were very good, um, if, if anything, just as reminders. And I think that's something that's important. Um, and I'll tell you an example of that in, in, in here is um, there's a, uh, a Dr. Chester Karras um, who has a Karras negotiation program. And if you've ever... If you've ever uh, been on a plane and looked at one of those, you know, plane magazines, it usually has like a two page spread in it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, back in the day when I was uh, at another manufacturer, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to that event. And it was a, a three day sales class and a negotiating specific sales class. And I walked in. It was in Arizona and Scottsdale, which in Arizona, nobody dresses up unless you're pretty much in banking. Um, and so it was in the summer. And so uh, I was working for Speakercraft at the time. So, you know, pretty casual company. I was wearing jeans and I had a nice dress shirt on. And I was the only person in a room full of probably 50 to 75 people that was wearing jeans. And everyone else was from DuPont or BMW. Um, in fact, the first negotiation uh, exercise I did was with the purchasing manager for the Federal Reserve, who did all the purchasing for computers and IT equipment. And I felt so inadequate, despite the fact that I've always considered myself to be a, a strong salesperson. I just felt like I had missed the mark on, on what was expected as from dress perspective. I'm dealing with these high level people. Um, and what I ended up learning a lot was not only did I um, did it help me overcome that, which is important in sales to be able to overcome doubts or uncertainty when you're in the middle of, of a, a sales presentation, but it also um, helped me help kind of reiterate that the things that I had learned organically were actually a very important process. I just didn't know how to quantify it as a process. 
So it helped explain the different steps of what was going on. And um, it was great. So I think when you're looking at training, you don't always have to look for taking training courses on stuff you know nothing about. Um, sometimes it's just about taking training courses to help fill in the blanks and help to provide some confidence in what you're doing. Um, I know that Origin is very much about training. We, uh, we do a lot of training programs uh, for our dealers. In fact, we just had a group of dealers at our office last week. And then we have uh, some of our leadership team is going to uh, the Ritz-Carlton uh, training program, which is taking place um, in a few weeks. And it's, uh, it's focused on the culture of excellence, building success from within, and how to d deliver a differentiating and elevated experience. And so, you know, we're always trying to help ourselves be better. Uh, we also are trying to help our employees and our, our dealers uh, be better. We have several ladies in our team that are going to be going to the Women in CE event that's coming up soon uh, that's specific around kind of training and, and, and uh, focus on women in this industry. And so it's just, you know, it's important to take time and take a break and go get a chance to refill your brain with some new ideas. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Speaking of cool uh, presentations, uh, I understand that Origin sponsored a, uh, a talk or presentation at, at the uh, latest uh, ProSource event. Uh, and, and this was in my, my blog as well, you know, talking about it was it's cool that it's coming up and you brought this up to me and told me about it. Because uh, one of the things we talk about in the blog, the Smart Power blog this week, is, is about, you know, planning for succession or planning for retirement and, and really thinking about, uh, you know, what happens in five years or 10 years or 20 years or whatever, you know, plan for that. So to, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about how that came to be and, you know, what it was all about? Maybe, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and I would even say it's not so much about five years or 10 years, it's planned for tomorrow. And uh, the reason why I say that is um, this came about because we had a very close friend uh, of ours, a uh, person I've known and done business with for years, close for, friend of uh, Jeremy Burkhart's and a lot of people on our team. And he was also a very good client of ours or a customer of ours. Um, and he suddenly passed away. Oh, and yeah. um, and so uh, when he passed away, it was, uh, you know, it was obviously unexpected and um, there wasn't really a plan in place on what to do next. So it's not that he didn't have a good team. It's not that they didn't have good processes. It's just that things weren't set up for him to be exiting the company unexpectedly. And so yeah. while that is not necessarily an exciting thing to be talking about, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that things can happen at any time. You know, we've got COVID going on. People are still getting sick. Some people are having symptoms that last a long time. Um, you know, there's just, you're, you're driving to it from work. You're traveling on vacation. You know, there's just a lot of things. And as a business owner, and this comes back to the job versus, you know, are you, are you basically getting, you know, starting a job or starting a career? Or, you know, what's the point of your business? Um, I think it's important to remember that, you know, you, if, if you're a business owner, you have people that you are responsible for, you know, you built that business maybe for your own necessities because you didn't want to work for someone else or you want to make more money, you had your drive, whatever that is. But at some point you added employee number one or number mm -hmm. two, and you want to look at it that way. And now you have responsibilities to other people. And I, as, as a, as a, you know, leader myself, I always think very closely about the decisions that I make and how those decisions on behalf of the company affect our employees and their livelihoods as well as it trickles down obviously to our customers and their livelihood. And so I think that, that, you know, you have to start thinking about succession planning right away, but let's face it, people don't do that. And the reason they don't is because 
they started off as a sales guy or they started off as a hobbyist or a technician. And next thing you know, they got a business and they're off and running. And so, you know, I think the great thing about these podcasts is it gets people to stop for a moment and think. And one of the things you should be thinking about is how do you build your business to run without you? Now, that could be because of the fact that something happens. It could be because you retire. It could be whatever the reason is. But ultimately, you should be building your business to not be working in your business. And that's really what you need to get to. And it's it's not just because of the fact that you're not passionate about working. It, it's not it's not because, you know, you should be lazy and your team should look at you. And go, Why is he always taking vacations? It's not that it's because if your business can run without you, that what it means is, is that you took your idea and your concept and you fine tuned it so well that that find that that concept can continue to live and breathe without you. And, you know, and that and that means you have options that you have an option to sell when the time's right. You have an option to let a general manager, somebody run your business while you go on to start another initiative that you're passionate about. Um, it allows you to spend more time with your family and make up for those 60 hour weeks or 70 hour weeks that you've been burning yourself out on to build that business. It just gives you options. And so those that are working their job, their, their company day in, day out, they can't operate without them. That is a job. You know, if you have no RMR, that is a job. Like if you have no secession plan, that's a job because ultimately when you're gone, everything else kind of goes away with it most likely. And it's the same thing as if you left a company, if you leave a company, the company keeps going potentially without you, but that's because the company created a secession plan and you were a part of it. So it's not the most fun topic, but um, it's definitely an important one. Um, I will tell you the, the event that we did with ProSource was uh, really well received. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback from the, the members that attended. We had, a, I think, a couple, like 150 or so members in there. And um, we're going to be recording it again. Um, it was done by, uh, uh, by Brent, who is our uh, uh, general counsel and uh, legal counsel for our board and our company, and then uh, Mark Fisher, uh, who's our president. And so um, we're going to have them record that again. And so keep an eye out for uh, on Origin, uh, our social media platforms, and you'll see that recorded. Uh, because again, it's really important to at least just think about it. And what we really go into is like just having a will, you know, what's your insurance levels at, these types of things. And it's great, great. Like if you could just make a checkbox off of this presentation, that's about an hour or so, it will help set you up for what you need so that you can start to make other decisions relative to protecting yourself, and your employees, and your business. That's that's absolutely terrific. You know, part, part of the whole goal of, of our Sparkpreneur uh, platform is to provide uh, that messaging and that uh, hopefully hopefully everybody gets a, a few tidbits out of, out of every blog or out of every podcast. Uh, we designed them to be, to be short, so you can you can grab them, um, you know, on your way to a job site or what have you. But absolutely, the message that we're trying to get out there is, you know, you've got to have processes, you got to have planning, and you got to work smart, you know, on your business, not just in your business. So that comes up on man almost almost daily when we talk to it with folks, and it's a really, really important subject. So it's really cool that you guys uh, uh, invested in the industry and, and brought them in and, and gave that talk. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's it. 
I think what's challenging is sometimes people just are are too busy to ask for help. And, you know, there's a lot of great resources. We talked about a little bit last time, but that's part of why, you know, I was doing, uh, been doing business consulting for quite some time is because I want to be able to help, you know, dealers out, help our industry continue to grow. It's a big reason why Origin does what it does with doing a lot of um, education. Um, as you guys know, we're partners with Vital. Uh, Vital is a great platform that really helps people better understand the number side of their business and identify areas that they need to be working on. Um, and so that's a great program as well. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, of programs out there that are specific to our industry. And then there's a lot of programs out there like this Ritz-Carlton one that, that we're doing that, you know, it's not specific to our industry, but for a company that is very customer centric and wants to deliver an incredible experiences, you know, let's go learn from one of the, the, the main companies out there as it pertains to service. So. So uh, last question for you, and it really come you you hit on it a little bit with Vital, but uh, I've, I've put many links in this last Smartpreneur blog about different uh, training and different uh, places you can get knowledge. What what uh, what would you recommend uh, for a Smartpreneur? You know, what's what's their next step? What what do you where should they go to to grow next? You, you brought up Vital. Um, what's uh, what are you what are you hearing about the the upcoming CDA this fall and you know in their training? You know, I think I think the I think it depends on where you're at with your business. Um, if you feel like your business is running perfect and nothing could be better, there's you're probably too stuck in your business. I mean, again, every business has something that a new set of eyes can identify, and Absolutely. so whether that's working with a company like myself on my Action Matters Consulting side of the business that I that I have. Or working with somebody like Jason Sayan, who we talked about before, um, who does uh, great work on understanding or helping you better understand uh, your project flow and business flow and create processes. Um, Chris Smith has a great consulting business as well. So there's a lot of places to get information. And again, Vital is fantastic when it comes to uh, uh, understanding your, your finances, your numbers, you know, putting processes in place to help fix some of those things. Um, buying groups are great. You know, I mean, there's a lot of buying groups that invest in those types of, uh, you know, trainings and education. Um, CDA, of course, is great. I was uh, uh, involved in the uh, content creation for CDA training. You know, I know the CDA, you know, has had a lot of change consistently, um, but there's a lot of good content and there's a lot of good people throughout the industry that are creating content, trying to help the businesses out there from a perspective of someone who understands these businesses. And I think that's something that a lot of people get frustrated with when they go to outside of our industry. It's hard to explain to them what we do because we're pretty unique as an overall space. And so I think those are all great, great places to go. And then certainly vendor partners, you know, like I said, um, you know, we, we uh, about every other week or so we have people out to our office. Um, this last group that we had, which is I think about 20, 20 uh, customers, we sat around and spent most of the time round tabling around what people are dealing with and what they're facing and providing them some some perspective on things. And, you know, I think it's just it's good to get all of these ideas from different people, especially people that maybe don't have the same problems that you do or maybe they did at one point and now they overcome them. Um, but the most important thing is to take action. So, you know, don't try to do everything at once. Take a notes, prioritize make a commitment to hold yourself accountable to getting at least one thing that you learn done. You know, maybe from this one, it's about talking to your, your legal counsel or your CPA about how you can do some succession planning and just making sure a few key things are in place. 
Um, but just pick one or two things to hold yourself accountable to executing and make progress. Cause that's really what it's about as a business owner. It's about doing better every single day, week, month, year, um, doing better for yourself, for your employees. And that comes from, you know, reaching out and finding, finding the time, making the time to learn about areas that maybe you can fine tune, polish or change in your company. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone, right? You know, find a, find a, I love the, the Ritz Carlton idea, and I've, I've gone on, on many uh, adventures like that where uh, I've gone to a, uh, a talk or a, a training that just seems completely outside, you know, what we're all doing. And then you get there and you find, you know, 15 ideas over the day and you thought, wow, you know, these big companies have these issues. We have those same issues. And now we get to learn from them as to, you know, how to handle it. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, with the first factory job I had outside of retail was working for Bose. And I chose them because the experience I got from the uh, Bose representatives was always so consistent. I felt like there had to be something in the culture with this company for yeah. it to be that way. Um, now, imagine working for Bose, coming from retail and training a bunch of custom integrators back in the you know early 2000s about why Bose can make sense for their business. And, you know, of course, everybody goes into those trainings feeling like there's not a single thing they could learn. Um, and I started my trainings that way as like, you know, listen, if you don't think there's a thing you can learn from this training, you're going to be 100 percent right. But I guarantee you, you can find at least one or two things we're going to talk about that are going to be applicable. And people did. And when you listen and, and look for an opportunity to learn something, regardless of what the content is, um, you know, you'll find something. You'll find something that could be valuable to your business. And then you have to execute and take action. Absolutely. Well, Smartpreneurs, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's uh, Smartpreneur podcast with Gordon, Gordon Isaac. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Sorry about that, Gordon. <laughs> Stumbling over my words. Uh, I thought it was great. I appreciate your time. If uh, if one of our Smartpreneurs wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, feel free to email me at gordon at actionmattersconsulting.com. I know it's a long one, but Gordon at actionmattersconsulting.com and uh, love to help you out and and bounce some ideas if you want. And, and uh, certainly if you are an origin dealer, you can always reach out to me at origin, which you'll never guess, but it's Gordon at originacoustics.com. So, um, but in any case, uh, thanks for having me, Tom. It was great to catch up. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Smartpreneurs, for listening and watching. And we'll see you again next week on the Smartpreneur Podcast. Have a great day. See you, Gordon. Thanks, Tom.